Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Happy Taco Tuesday. It is day two of Judge Brown Jackson's nomination committee hearing in the Judiciary Committee in the Senate confirmation hearing. Excuse me, confirmation hearing in the Senate. Day two. And, of course, we have the uh, shitbag GOP Republicans doing what they always do. Hating women. That's like they're... (laughs) That's what they do best, is hate women. They don't really do anything better than that. I mean, there's a few things they do better than that. But hating women is one of their pastimes. It has been for a long, long time. Lindsey Graham is complaining to Judge Brown Jackson about Trump's exit plan from Afghanistan. I I don't know if he's trying to blame her for the detainees from Gitmo becoming part of the Afghan government as Trump made that deal with them? Or I'm not sure what the fuck he's talking about. Like it's her fault that Trump made the deal with the Taliban to make sure that those Gitmo detainees that were released with several deals that were made in exchange for American soldiers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if he's blaming her, he, he really is complaining about it, though. He's definitely complaining about Trump's exit plan from Afghanistan and the Gitmo detainees that were in the Taliban now becoming part of the Afghan government. He's really fucking upset about that. I'm not sure why he's talking to her about it. I don't know why he didn't um, call uh, tr- the Trump administration to the Judiciary uh, Committee, why he hasn't you know, subpoenaed them to come testify. But then that, that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I guess I guess um, he also blamed her for defending defending a Gitmo detainee because she was detaining a war criminal. Like you know, here's the thing: is that in this country, rather, and and he he's trying to make the case that the people in Gitmo um, don't deserve uh, representation because it's war. It's war. And in, in this country needs to have the debate about Gitmo. It, we've had tried to have it several times. Several times. But it, it just it's not it's not working out the way that the country wanted it. And it really does send a shitty signal to the rest of the world when Lindsey Graham sits to question the confirmation of a Supreme Court justice and challenges her work to defend a, a, a client as an attorney, not not as a judge. 
just the same way Josh Holly and uh, Judge Brown Jackson destroys, absolutely destroys Josh Holly today. We'll we'll probably get to that clip as well. Um, destroys Josh Holly's nonsense about how uh, the sentencing uh, that she gave to sexual predators. Josh Holly, I said yesterday, and I still believe this, he is absolutely fucking obsessed. 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 With porn. And in the case of Judge Brown Jackson, he's obsessed with child porn. Obsessed with it. He can't get it out of his, his skull. I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's one of Josh Holly's laptops we could find somewhere in a repair shop. I'm just saying. Uh, there's a lot of folks here this morning. Carter's here. Gail is here. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, all. Uh, let's see here. We have Kathy is here. Uh, uh, Carter's here again. Uh, Gail says she's she's early for a change. Robin is here, of course. Good morning, Robin. Uh, the fuckum fam and the Midas Mighty is here. Uh, Debbie from Salt Lake. We have Forrest from Facebook. We have we have people watching on Facebook. You guys know that we're we're live every single morning, noon Eastern, eleven Central, nine Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. But yesterday, as episode one hundred commenced, we were on Midas Touch Facebook page live. It's really live. Like, as you hear my voice, I'm speaking into the microphone. MJ is here. Good morning, MJ. She says, hi, fuck them, fan. Fam. We're all here. Oh, we have Martin here. Our Marine here for, from Facebook. Now we have Emily. Hello, Emily. She says, second day. Couldn't wait for you to go live. We're glad to have you, Emily. We're glad to have you. Crystal's here. She's talking about uh, sparklers. That must be Hal. Hal, um, Hal Sparks. So she's a sparkler as, as well. Uh, good, good morning. Good morning, Crystal from Facebook. We have a lot of, we have a lot of folks here. Uh, uh, David is here. He said, Josh Holly is projecting. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's uh, too far off. I don't think that's too far off. Uh, Josh Hawley being a projectionist. I mean, he is a Republican. He is a fucking Republican. So, I mean, like that that's part of the, I think that's like a prerequisite for the job. Like, they're like, oh, so you want to run for office on the Republican ticket? Are you willing to project all your mis misdeeds and your misnomers and your faults onto the Democratic Party? Are you willing to do that, Mr. White Ball Sack dude? Everyone likes the White Ball Sack. I said Republican wrinkled ball sacks yesterday, and everyone liked that for some reason. That's what they are. That's what they are. Did you see Chuck Grassley? He 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 looks like a wrinkly old Republican ball sack with eyeballs. Just saying. Just saying. And Lindsey Graham added to the list today. Uh, Deanna is here from Facebook. Uh, Callie says uh, Lindsey Graham is a traitor. <laughs> Uh, Rick from Facebook. Uh, good morning, Rick. Good morning. And uh, Jeff says, first time listening in. Good morning, Jeff from Facebook. Everyone, and a lot of people over there on Facebook, don't forget, if you're on Facebook, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can just go to thetonymichaels.com or you can go to you can go to YouTube and type in the Tony Michaels podcast and you'll find our, our YouTube page. That way, if you miss any of it, you can always go over to YouTube and watch. And if you're on Twitter, 
you Facebookers, you books of facers. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Tony Michaels Pod. We do a bonehead of the week poll every single week. Every single week, we do a bonehead of the week poll over on Twitter. So if you want to participate, and there's going to be a lot of boneheads this week. A lot of them already have a whole stack of boneheads to pick from. Here's what, here's what happens to all the people on Facebook that have, have not yet seen what bonehead of the week is. We do a poll with three boneheads. Three fucking boneheads. You know, we already got Lindsey Graham, Josh Holly, Chuck Grassley in the running here. But we select three boneheads. We post it on a poll on Twitter. You get to vote. You get to practice voting. It's a good way to practice voting. You get to vote every single week on who you want to be the bonehead of the week. And then on Fridays in the second hour, because we do two hours a day here, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 11 Eastern, or excuse me, 12 Eastern, 11 Central, right here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on the Mindest Touch Facebook page. But on Friday, the second hour, we do the bonehead of the week. We break down what your vote was, who won. And we also have the alpha cuck of the week and the dishonorable mention. Because here's what happens with the bonehead thing. We do the poll and we have the three people. Well, there's always more fucking boneheads than the poll can handle. And by the time we get to Friday, there's already someone in the news saying something even more boneheaded than the three that we put on the poll. So we come up with dishonorable mention and then... Uh, it just so happened that we came up with Alpha Cuck of the Week. So we end up with five contestants that we talk about on the Bonehead of the Week segment. And that's Friday in the second hour of the show. So don't forget to, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go over there and like. and Give a thumbs up. If you're on Facebook, give a thumbs up. Give a comment down below. Uh, we want you to, to stay with us every single day. There's a ton of comments coming in. Ton of comments coming in. I think I think I'm going to be the only one today. Gabe Gabe is a little busy today. He's got a lot to edit. We're going to have an interview this week. Um, uh, you guys have heard of Bad Brad Berkwit. We're going to be releasing that interview this week. We talked to Bad Brad Berkwit yesterday. Uh, really, really good discussion we had yesterday. Uh, Brad Brad has uh, a very a very 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 cool clip of his of his dad that we're going to show on that interview. And you're really going to see um, why bad Brad has the attitude that he has. So check that out this week. We'll have that interview uh, ready for you in a few days. So we're really, uh, we're, we're working on that. We got a few comments here. It looks like we got uh, sparklers here. Um, I'd love to have Hal on the show. You guys, your sparklers. Would you guys, would you guys like to see Hal Sparks? Come on, Nito Tony Michaels podcast. I'd love to have uh, Hal on uh, to pick Hal's brain. Uh, Hal is one one of the funniest uh, political commentators out there. Uh, so we we would we would love to have Hal on. You should you should you should float it to Hal. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, send Hal a message see if he wants to come on the show. We'll do it live. We'll bring Hal on live. I think Hal could do live. He does live anyways. We just stream it live. Hal likes to do that. Uh, so we got a lot to go through in the shit list today. You guys know we go through the tweety tweets and the trendy trends. Um, there's a lot of footage that's already started to make its way onto Twitter in clips of uh, Lindsey Graham and Chuck Grassley, uh, Durbin, and then Judge Brown Jackson uh, starts destroying these white nut sacks um, of sent these Republican white nut sacks of senators that they have. 
Um, there's a few other things trending. Uh, Stormy Daniels is trending because Donald Trump thinks he he won. I don't I don't understand. Um, we'll, we'll we'll run through what that means. Um, let's see what what else do we have on the Tweety tweets and attorney trends today? Uh, other than the biggest thing is the confirmation hearing of Judge Brown Jackson. We also had I guess Kid Rock was on Tucker Carlson. Oh wow, boy, big fucking news. I'm sure I'm sure. He said some really riveting shit. I'm sure that's exactly what he did. The fuck? Kid Rock on Tucker Carlson? As in the words of George Carlin, fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. And we also have some news uh, about Navalny. It looks like um, they sentenced Navalny Navalny to nine years in prison. I I guess guess Putin thinks he's going to be around nine more years. I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, get gone. Guantanamo Bay is trending because Lindsey Graham is still butthurt about the detainees that were released from Gitmo. And <laughs> and he's he's really upset. He's really fucking upset that the Trump administration made the deal with the Taliban to take over Afghanistan and that all those detainees that were released are now are now in the Afghan government. That was that was a Trump deal. Dumb fuck. That was a Trump deal. Biden didn't make that deal. I don't know what he's trying to get at here. He's he's questioning the wrong motherfucker. He's complaining to Judge Brown Jackson about Gitmo. Which, Judge Brown Jackson has nothing to do with Gitmo. Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. Uh, let's see here. What what else do we have? Dream? Oh, New World Order. That's right. We had our title, Judge Brown Jackson and the New World Order. I almost forgot. We have to go through the clip of the uh, the leader of our cabal. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so funny. This is so funny. They they think that sleepy Joe Biden, who can't even put two sentences together, he comes out and he says New World Order. All of a sudden, us us. Us Joe Biden cult members who have flags and hats and we go to we go to Joe Biden rallies and we oh we we sit for four days in a tent in a field in Alabama to wait for Joe Biden to show up and shit on us. What the fuck are you people talking about? George Soros, Joe Biden, and the New World Order. You people really are fucking delusional. <laughs> Not one person. I can't I can't even tell you. I've never met I've never met one person in real life that voted for Joe Biden that would go sit in a field for four fucking days in a tent to wait for him to show up to speak. Cause they know Joe Biden's in Washington at the White House doing his fucking job. Getting up in the morning, putting his fucking shoes on, doing the thing that presidents do, you know, presidenting and shit. Not like the last motherfucker that was so concerned about what was on TV that day. What's on TV? Oh, let's watch some TV. Let's see what the television tells me to do. And they're fucking, they're in their Trump hats and their Trump capes and their Trump boots. They probably have Trump underwear, Trump tattoos. They got the Trump flags all over their Trump trucks. They go and they they tent out, but they camp for four days for that motherfucker to show up in a field somewhere in the goddamn South because nowhere else is he fucking welcome in this country. Like a bunch of fucking sheep. And they even fence them in like sheep at these fucking Nazi rallies that they have. And somehow, somehow, Joe Biden, he's just... 
<laughs> he says the word, just the words New World Order, and they fucking lose their shit. Absolutely fucking lose their shit. So we're definitely going to talk about that shit today. I can't wait to make fun of the QAnon CRT voodoo Trump cult. The let's go Brandon Nazis. Yes, let's fucking drag them through the mud. That's what we do here on the Tony Michaels podcast. Uh, let's let's. Uh, so I don't I don't know if we're going to have guests today or not. We're still waiting to see. Um. Uh, who who were um, <laughs> who we may or may not have on? It's kind of it's kind of fluid at this point. Um, this is this is what live shows are about, though. If you guys are out there listening and you're new listeners, that's what this is about. It's a live show, two hours every single day. You guys get to listen in. And the best part about the live show is even if you miss a little bit or you hear or there, we're going to have rants. Uh, you know, I, I rant the whole two hours almost. And then we have guests on. The greatest part about it is it's over on YouTube. It's recorded. You can always re-listen. Or it's on Twitch or on Facebook. You guys will be able to re-listen to this. The best part is if you don't want to watch my beautiful face, if you just want to hear my beautiful voice, you can always download it. It's on all the directories, even the best boycotted ones. Spotify, Apple, Google, any directory that you want. Uh, we've been posting the pod link on the Facebook page, but if you go to thetonymichaels.com, you can find all the podcast links there. You can go find in, in any directory that you download your podcast in. Just, just search the Tony Michaels podcast. That shit will come up. It will come up. And we're proud to we're proud to be in association with Midas Touch again. We're live every single weekday, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now the Midas Touch Facebook page. We've got a lot of we got a lot of folks from the uh, from the Facebook page over here. Uh, Callie is here. She says, "Oh my God, I fucking love you. I love you too." I'm beginning to like this Facebook thing. I wasn't sure how I would like it. But uh, the, the the comments come in pretty easy. I wasn't sure how that was going to work. So I'm glad uh, you guys are joining us over there on Facebook. Uh, we always we always have fun here for two hours on the Tony Michaels podcast. Um, we have all kinds of stuff that happens. Every single day. Every single day. And we go through the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. And right now, I think we need to go watch some clips of... Judge Brown Jackson destroying Josh Holly and Lindsey Graham crying about how white people are so mistreated. Let's start the countdown. Welcome to the Shitless Roundup here on the Tony Michaels Podcast. As you know, we go through the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends of the day. It's really just the news. Like, you know, like like the trending news, what everyone's fucking talking about. That's what, that's what we do. That's what Twitter is. It's a goddamn feed of what everyone's talking about. Whether it's relevant or not, who knows. Well, we talk about polit politics and social issues here. Every once in a while, we bleed into other things. You know, like Hollywood. But most of the time, that has to do with social issues or politics. 
We give the political commentary of the left in a way, in a way that the fucking fam loves. And that, that's been the mantra that I've had for a long time. Fuck them. Fuck them. So anyone new who has not, uh, who has not heard the content yet, that is the attitude that we have. If you missed the opening, um, we, <laughs> we give, we give you the tweety tweets and the trendy trends with some gusto. And in, in, in a way that I think is missed by the left. You know, what happens a lot of times with these left-wing shows or left-wing commentators is they try to they try to beat you up with a, a big encyclopedia book or facts or statistics. Fuck that shit. If you got a good argument, if you got a good fucking argument against something or for something or whatever the hell it is, if you got a good argument, it's a decent fucking argument, you don't need a whole goddamn book of facts, a whole goddamn book of statistics to throw at someone. That's where we lose some of these folks. I'm telling you. Gas prices, for example. Joe Biden does not have a gas price button on his desk. It doesn't exist. There's your argument. Gasoline companies, the petroleum companies are gouging you, you dumb motherfuckers. There you go. Crude is going down and gasoline stays up. Who picks the gas prices? Joe Biden doesn't have a gas price button. It doesn't exist. No president does. They don't have like a fucking knob on their desk. I mean, you know, here's the thing. If they do have a gasoline button, though, here's my suggestion. In this country, if we if we want to talk about policies like gasoline prices, right? Because these people are bitching about filling up their fucking gas guzzling trucks. Number one, that's ridiculous. But if they want to still complain and that the president has control over gas prices, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the President of the United States having control over gas prices. I'm good with that. Here's what I'll tell you, though. What the President also should have control over is ammo prices. How about that? How about that? if the, if the President of the United States is going to have a new world order and he's going to control the gas prices, maybe they should control the fucking ammo prices, too. Huh? That's, I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. That's a pretty good fucking policy. There you go. Any anytime anyone fucking says the president of the United States says hey, they have control, he's heard uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden raised the price of gasoline. You say, well, that's good. That's great. That's great. You're blaming Joe Biden for the price of gasoline. He has control over it. We're admitting that he's starting a new world order. He's the dictator. He's the king. Let's have him raise the ammo prices too. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I don't know, a thousand bucks a box, maybe five thousand bucks a box. Just saying, maybe, maybe he should raise the price of, of, of bullets, as Chris Rock would say. All right, let's go through the tweet tweets and trend trends. Let's stop fucking around here. Okay, uh, we, we're going to start on the timeline here. Got a few things I want to show you. Uh, it's Scott McFarlane. Uh, McFarlane. Uh, Scott, if you don't follow Scott, you got to go follow Scott. Uh, he keeps you up to speed on all the January 6th updates out of uh, D.C. and the courts. And he also keeps you updated around the country as these uh, as the news breaks inside these other courtrooms. He said arraignment of uh, Enrique Tario is now beginning standby. The criminal v- investigation into Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario is going ahead of uh, 11 a.m. Arraignment prosecutors notified court has executed more search warrants and seized more devices contemporaneously with the arrest of Tario. Now, more defendants expected to per the feds. Here's the thing. 
This case is a federal conspiracy case. Um, that is, the indictments were handed by down by the grand jury. I'm no fucking lawyer. I'm no fucking lawyer, but I do, I do know one thing. You do not fuck with federal prosecutors uh, when it comes to them having your balls in a ringer, especially when the word conspiracy gets tossed around in indictments. Um, what you're probably going to see here, and my guess is, this is my, this is my, this is, this is my prediction of the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, all this shit. Um, they're going to have several superseding indictments um, in these cases for this for this sedition that they committed. We've seen a couple of weeks ago, and we even played it on this show, uh, about the, the meeting that Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, who is also charged with seditious conspiracy, and... Uh, Enrique Tario, the the subject of this tweet here, we seen them meeting in a in a parking garage. Um, a documentary crew is apparently documenting their <laughs> their treason. They wanted to have a treason movie. Apparently, document all the treason. They said, <laughs> document it all. Get it all the treason on film. We want to make sure we have it on film. That way, when they they go to prosecute us, they have all the evidence. Of, of treason, I guess. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to tell what these idiots are thinking? We've had Dakota Adams, which is Stuart Rhodes' estranged son, on this show several times. I think three. Hopefully we'll have him on as soon as we know a little more about this uh, Enrique Tario case and some of this uh, Oath Keepers uh, updates. Hopefully we'll have him, him on again. But Dakota... Uh, Dakota has given us a good insight into the mindset... Uh, not just militia, but the Oath Keepers and Stuart Rhodes specifically. And they thought they were going to get away with this. That's why they were documenting it. They would never fucking record evidence of, of treason if they didn't have to. Why would you fucking provide evidence to the courts and the feds? Why? Why would you do that? Well, because they thought they were going to get away with it. They thought they were going to get away with it. Um, so stay up to speed with uh, Scott. Go follow Scott on on uh, on Twitter. Um, here, here, actually, here, here's more to the thread. He's updated uh, since I posted this. Defense lawyer has asked to push Tario's arraignment back a week. Uh, attorneys want more time. Another accused proud boy, uh, including Dom Pazola, who alleged smashed open Capitol window. Uh, will still be arraigned. Tario is in pretrial jail, so he's further extending his stay. Uh, the the this proud boy Enrique Tario January sixth case has all the hallmarks of a case that'll be delayed and postponed deep into this year. Case is growing, more phones, more search warrants, possibly more defendants. And Tario himself wants more time. Meanwhile, other proud boy defendants are pleading not guilty right now. Uh, Dominic or Dom. Uh, uh, Pazola, I think that's how you name it, say it, of New York, has been in pre-child detention for more than a year. And his uh, prospective trial date appears destined to slide further. Um, so, Scott is kind of reporting kind of what I said. Um, Stuart Rhodes is also looking to change his trial date. They're all going to change their trial date. They're going to. Oh, they're going to train, change their trial trial date. Um, Hodges here says, laptop, laptop, laptop. Yeah, maybe... Maybe maybe they got laptops from 
from Enrique Tario. <gasps> Enrique Tario's laptop. What's on that laptop? Probably emails. Did you guys hear that Hunter Biden actually owns a laptop? Can you fucking imagine Hunter Biden owning a laptop? That's fucking ridiculous. Get out of here with that shit. Okay, um, here's a clip of uh, the Kentanji Brown Jackson, but we're going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to this and give it its due time, but we're going to go down the feed here just a bit. Oh, here, here, here. This is another uh, thing from Scott. I don't mean to, this isn't like a Scott show, but uh, you got to see this. Uh, the January 6th defendant, Coy Griffin of New Mexico. This is a guy that I think he's the, I think the group is called Cowboys for Trump. Cowboys for Trump. I think that's the name of the group. Like literally, that's the name of it. You know, you got the Oath Keepers, you got the Proud Boys. You got all these domestic terrorist groups. Uh, Latinos for Trump, Blacks for Trump. You got all, all these all these Trump groups. <clears throat> and this guy, this Griffin, I believe, is the uh, the leader of the Cowboys for Trump. Um, he came out of the courtroom today, and he's apparently not a fan of Scott McFarlane. But listen to what, what, listen to what this guy said. He's very confident. One more day, but... I feel like uh, it was a good day. Um, you know, the, the trial went very well. Uh, yeah. The Honorable Judge Trevor McFadden is an extremely fair judge. And yeah. he's just looking at the law and yeah. the prosecution's presenting their case. That's how court works. Defense, that's how court works. This is the way our justice system is supposed to work. Yep, so, that's how court um, works. We still have confidence in our justice system today, and we're looking for a big win whenever we get get through with this deal tomorrow. Commissioner, you stand here on... So this guy, I don't know if you've seen clips of this motherfucker, this Griffin here, but this guy's been been since since it started, since it started, uh, uh, this Griffin has done a few, went to a few Trump-like events and kind of fucking blamed Trump, Trump, kind of blamed Trump for for like not pardoning people and you know he didn't do what he was supposed to do. This guy's kind of pissed off at Trump, believe it or not. This guy's kind of pissed off that Trump didn't do what he said he was going to do. He didn't co- He didn't follow through with the coup. I mean, because if Trump really would have followed through with the coup, the idea is, is that these fucking idiots wouldn't have gotten in trouble. They wouldn't be in court. They wouldn't have been arrested. You know, because if if Trump really would have shit all over the Constitution and tore it up and throw it in the trash with January 6th with the Cheeto Dust Kangaroo coup, well, then these fucking idiots wouldn't be in the trouble that they're in. If the coup, if the Cheeto Dust Kangaroo coup would have been a success, if the John Eastman memo and the PowerPoint presentation would have, they would have followed through with it. Oh, yeah. Everyone's saying uh, honorable uh, judge. He's calling him an honorable judge. Yeah, he's kissing his ass. You're right, Fancy. He is definitely kissing his ass. He's an ass kisser. Well, that's what most of these fucking people were doing anyways. Dakota Adams has said as much about Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes was so worried about being convicted for shit that happened at the Bundy Ranch, or uh, indicted, excuse me. Stuart Rhodes is so fucking scared of being indicted with shit that happened at the Bundy Ranch. That's why he got on the Trump train. That's why he was willing to commit, try to commit a Cheeto Dust kangaroo coup in conspiracy with the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario, and um, and others. And here you have this guy, Cowboys of Trump. Now, now watch this. This is the, the end here. Because uh, what, what happens is, is Scott asked him a question, right? Scott asked him a question here, 
and he gets really pissed off at Scott. On trial. Uh-huh. You have regrets now about January 6th being a no, part of it? No, I don't, I don't, I don't live a life of regrets. But um, I also know that you're one of the biggest hit jobs out there, and it's unfortunate that I don't know if you report back to the CIA or the FBI or what intel agent. <laughs> uh, so what he's saying is reporter, reporter Scott McFarlane, who, who, has, been, who has been reporting on this stuff for, <laughs> for over a year. Right. He's been reporting on this shit for way over a year. Every single defendant. Right. And and I, I don't know. I, I I almost I almost got the sense that he regrets this fucking Griffin cowboy guy. This this fucking idiot in this hat. I really I really think that this guy regrets not saying the word Soros. And you see it when this uh, you see this you see this guy standing here in this leather vest that has this obnoxious phone case in his pocket. You see that there? He's got this obnoxious phone thing in his pocket. Who carries their fucking phone in their vest pocket? Come on, Grandpa. What? Get with it. You carry it in your fucking back pocket of your jeans for crying out loud. Fuck me. I mean, you can set it there in your pocket when you're sitting down. When you're out walking around, walking the streets, you don't carry your fucking cell phone in your... What the fuck are you doing? Everyone knows this. This is common knowledge. Why do we have to tell these people these things? You don't carry your phone in your goddamn vest pocket. You carry it in your fucking jean pocket if you can. Like the back pocket? That's where you carry the son of a bitch. Everyone knows that. Don't it? Doesn't everyone know that? This guy doesn't. But but I, I, I really do think that Griffin here, the guy in the cowboy hat that is, I really... <laughs> I really do think... I really do think he regrets not saying the words George Soros out loud. He says CIA, who you working for? Well, listen, watch, watch here what happens when this, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a relative of Griffin or just a friend here. This guy in this leather vest, this older gentleman here in this leather vest, he doesn't know that you're not supposed to put the fucking cell phone in your back pocket. He puts it up in his leather vest pocket. Well, watch, watch what happens here. Uh, it's <laughs> got, Continues to question. What agency are you with, sir? Mammy, but but but. What agency are you with, sir? What agency are you with, sir? What the fuck? Why? Why do these people listen? This is so fucking boneheaded. Here's another example of 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 how the left misses these simple fucking arguments. Why? How in the fuck do these people think? That Trump was the president in charge of the CIA, the FBI, the executive branch, all right, the Department of Justice, and they think all of a sudden that they're just they they just get rid of all those people and have all new people when there's a new president. Do these people really think that all the government workers go away and then they get all new ones? Like, oh, they fire all the Republicans and get all the new Democrats. This is why Trump really fucking failed at being a Republican president, to be honest with you. This is one of the reasons, this is one of the things, and it's going to show in the years to come. And Republicans are going to regret this a lot for having this buffoon as their president. Because here's what happens when you have a president of the United States and a certain party. The whole idea, the whole idea of having control of the executive branch for four years or eight is ideal. is because you get to embed people who are, you know, sort of on the scale of your ideology inside the government. 
Like that's the whole purpose is to build up the the bureaucracy or the institutions as it is with people who are sympathetic to your ideology. Trump did not do that. Everyone thinks he did, but he did not. He destroyed agencies. He gutted agencies. He gutted institutions in this country, only leaving institutions open and ripe for Joe Biden and the Democrats and Congress and the legislator to pack full of people who are sympathetic to your ideology. This is how government works, folks. Like, this is not fucking rocket science. I watched this for four years as he gutted the State Department. All those people who left the State Department who may have been sympathetic to the Republican ideology at one time that George W. Bush put in the State Department, gone. Gone. Guess who's going to fill it? You think you think George W. Bush is going to fill those spots now? Oh, Joe Biden's going to fill those spots at the State Department. People who Joe Biden appointed are going to fill those spots over at the State Department. Think about that for a second. I'm not saying it was a good thing that that Donald Trump left our government hanging from a from a thread. But the fact of the matter is is that he did his party a really bad disservice by not packing the fucking institutions in the government full of a bunch of, of, of Trumpers. I mean, we still have some Trumpers lingering about, you know, like the, 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 the joy fuck, that motherfucker, and a few others that just can't be shuffled out the door. But that's the point. Don't you see that's the point? Is when you elect, because elections have consequences, when you elect a president of the United States, whether they're a Republican or Democrat, you get to pack those things. But these idiots here believe believe that Scott McFarland, who is a journalist, who has been reporting on not just their crimes, but their their conspiratorial and their their other insurrectionists that were along with them, their crimes, they think he's part of the CIA. They think he's part of the FBI or some agency. What the fuck does that mean? This is all QAnon shit, and we're going to get into this a little later about the New World Order. But let's let's finish up here. Let's listen to what this bonehead says. You know, I'm not a fan of you, you know? Yeah, he's not a fan you of it. You come him. after me whenever yep. we have Jeffrey he reports, Epstein he reports and facts. Andrew he wouldn't be a fan and all of these him. other pedophiles in America that are abusing. There you, there you go. There you go. That's the Josh Hawley go-to. That's the QAnon go-to. If you can't make a good fucking argument against a journalist who's just reporting what the fuck the truth and the facts are coming out of the court, if you can't <laughs> if you can't handle that, the first thing you do is say the word pedophile. First thing you do. I mean, I would I again, I would say that this guy probably regrets not saying the word Soros or Hunter Biden's laptop. What a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. To think that Scott McFarlane is not doing proper reporting on the January 6th insurrection. It He is doing a service for the American people. Rather, you believe that the insurrectionists were traitors or you think they were patriots, which they are not. But even if you think this, the insurrectionists are patriots, why, even if you're a right-winger, why wouldn't you follow Scott's account? Scott's account is giving the bare facts of the court as it happens almost live a lot of times. I mean, I'm sure Scott McFarlane, you know, he seems like he's a smart dude. So I would imagine that he has a half a brain and he can manage to put together an opinion about these fucking idiots. 
and about the country and about the insurrection. But Scott really doesn't let that show through his tweets and his reporting. Because he not just does tweets, he does uh, uh, videos too on updates on some of these things. But this guy is truly upset at Scott. Fucking hates Scott. Um, because, you know, Scott makes him look bad with things like facts. Using children and you're so focused See, on January he 6th. He, he's, you're so you focused on fucking Prince pedophiles. Why? Why are you obsessed with pedophiles? You people are obsessed pedophilia with You don't have regrets about being part of January 6th. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good right now. We're going to have a big win tomorrow. And for you, it's too bad that you're not more concerned about pedophiles That's in America right. than you are people that crossed over into onto the Capitol. The I would say that Griffin here, he maybe we should find a laptop in a repair shop for him too. Not just Josh Holly, but him as well. Thank you, Scott, for your reporting. You are a true American. You are a true member of the free press. And I appreciate your Twitter feed every single day, every single report that you put out. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, this guy's a moron. Okay, let's get back to the feed here. Um, Jim Jordan tweeted this morning, and Amy, one of our favorite, Amy Lynn, here, if I can get this thing to work. There we go. Amy Lynn says, don't forget. Uh, well, let's read. Let's read. Let's read Jim. I don't report sex crimes, Jordan's uh, tweet here. Jim, I don't report sex crimes. Jordan says, don't forget what Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, my God. This is more of this fucking Lindsey Graham shit, right? This crying about how white people get mistreated. I'm dead serious. Crying about how Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, they were so mistreated. They asked them questions about their faith and how they would make decisions based on their faith. Yeah, of course we did. Because you're you're fucking you hide behind your faith to be a bigot, Jim. I don't report sex crimes, Jordan. Fucking Lindsey Graham, you sons of bitches, you dirty bastards, you dirty fucking bastards. Listen, these motherfuckers hide behind their fucking faith all the time to be fucking bigots. That's exactly what Brett Kavanaugh, what Amy Coney Barrett, and Neil Gorsuch do. And Lindsey Graham has the gall this morning to say, well, these white people were questioned about their about hiding behind their faith of being bigots. And it makes us look like bigots. And then I have to sit here and ask a black woman about her faith, and that makes me look like a bigot. Well, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It must be a motherfucking duck, Lindsey Graham. And Jim, I don't report sex crimes, Jordan. Oh, by the way, that last motherfucker, that last cowboy we had on, that Griffin, why is he so concerned about Scott McFarland when he could be concerned about Jim, I don't report sex crimes, Jordan, and Matt Pedo Getz? If you're worried about fucking pedophiles, maybe you should be worried about fucking pedophiles in your own goddamn ilk, Griffin. Amy Lynn says here, I'll calm down just a bit. Amy, <laughs> Amy's one of our favorite here. On the Tony Michaels podcast, as we're rounding up the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends, Amy says, don't forget what Brett Kavanaugh did to Christine Blasey Ford. Yes, you fucking idiot, Jim Jordan. Walked right into that, didn't you, dumb fuck? Yeah, these fucking, these white nutsacks. That's what these are, these white nutsacks. We got to stop this stuff. Okay. Oh, oh, the Stormy Daniels case. The Stormy Daniels case. 
Uh, Trump's really upset that uh, that no one will talk about how he beat Stormy Daniels, and Stormy Daniels owes him money because she misfiled, a, a, I don't know, some kind of briefing or some shit, which I'm sure will be appealed. What I said, because this statement here, this fucking statement from the pussy grabber, which I don't normally post this shit. And someone was saying in the comment feed, stop posting what he's saying. Fuck that shit. I always tell you guys, don't look away. And I'll post the important Trump shit as it comes. As it comes, we will report this shit. And this is important. And the reason why, it, and it doesn't seem important, right? Like the Stormy Daniels case, the Michael Cohen, the Michael Avenatti, you know, saga, all this bullshit that they're trying to spend. It's fucking important. And the reason why it's important is because they they so easily attack Stormy Daniels because Republicans hate fucking women. And they attack women, especially like Stormy Daniels, who are who's a sex worker, who's in pornography. It's so easy for them to attack a woman who's a sex worker. Sex work is fucking work. And we as Democrats, too, need to stop shaming fucking women that are fucking sex workers. It's enough of that shit. If, if Stormy Daniels wants to be a porno star, let her... She could be in pornography. That's her fucking liberty. That's her fucking right. That's her fucking living, for crying out loud. And Trump and the Republicans take advantage... Of that, because they hate women. They fucking hate women. And I said, Stormy Daniels shouldn't pay a dime to that pussy-grabbing coward. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Not a goddamn dime she should pay. Oh, here's a good story. You guys seen yesterday breaking uh, in my great state of Missouri. The former governor, there's a reason why he's a former governor, because he he duct-taped uh, his hairdresser to a to a treadmill. And made her pose for naked pictures and then use them to blackmail her. That's why. <laughs> That's why. That's the truth. Eric Reitens can try to run from the truth. He can try to blame his sexual assault on his hairdresser on Mitch McConnell. All he fucking wants. All he fucking wants. But it won't work. It will not work. Eric Greitens. What a piece of shit. I called him a shitbox twice yesterday because he's a fucking shitbox. At one point, uh, Felicia uh, reports here, at one point, Eric Greitens made a reference to the fact that he had the children, and she didn't, while trying to persuade Sheena Greitens, which is his uh, his ex-wife, and she's the one who made the statements, um, the allegations about him uh, being a, a, a domestic abuser yesterday, to delete emails that she had sent to the family therapist seeking help, according to an affidavit. And he's a fucking liar. He's a fucking shitbox. He's a crazy motherfucker. This guy's off his fucking rocker. Listen, I'm from Missouri. I know folks that were in his administration. That's right. I know people who were in his administration. And they say he's a fucking wackadoo. And the Republican, and he blames it on uh, Steve Bannon's Trader TV. I think I might have that clip. Yeah, here it is. Here's a, a Trader TV at its with its best guest. I even said this yesterday. I predicted this yesterday that he would go on Steve Bannon's Trader TV. I said it. I knew he would. He loves, he loves, he loves traders. He loves them. Let's listen to this shit. Well, Steve, the reason why shots are being fired at us is that I was the... It, it, the reason why shots are being fired at you, Eric, 
is because you're a you're a fucking domestic abuser and you're a rapist and you're a sexual assaulter. That's what you are. And you're a fucking you're a fucking thief. Yeah, that's right. You steal from your own veterans charity, the list to try to get yourself elected governor in the state of Missouri. You're a fucking criminal. You're a crook is what you are, Eric. Come at me, bitch. First guy in the country to come out and say that when I'm elected to the United States Senate as an America first senator. And did you catch that? He's a Nazi senator. America first. He's a Nazi senator. He wants you to know that he's a fascist. An outright fascist. He wants you to know that. That I'm voting against Mitch McConnell. (gasps) I'm sure Mitch McConnell is so fucking scared of you. I'm sure he's terrified of you. The fuck out of here. Well, Steve, the reason why shot Christ blaming blaming his domestic abuse allegations on Mitch McConnell is what the Republican Accountability Project says here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Eric. Got it. Got it. Uh, it was Mitch McConnell that made me smack around my wife a little bit. It was Mitch McConnell that made me duct tape my hairdresser to the treadmill in my basement and then take naked pictures of her and use it as blackmail. You son of a bitch, Mitch McConnell. Listen, and the other thing, too, that he does is he blames the Democrats. Oh, it's all the left. The left is coming after me. You know, when he when he's doing this shit, Eric Greitens, that is when he's doing this shit. Right. When he's when he's when he's fucking going out there saying who's to blame when he when he had to resign as governor, because that's the deal they made. We'll either prosecute you or you resign. And he resigned as governor. Of the state of Missouri. He let his governorship go. Because he didn't want to be prosecuted. That was a fucking deal they made. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. But listen. Eric Greitens is a scumbag. And it was the Republicans in Missouri. Not the fucking Democrats. If you know anything about Missouri politics at all. You would know that Democrats don't even hardly exist in the government. In Missouri as far as the legislator is concerned. And the legislator is the one that holds the check and balance on the executive branch in Missouri. It was the fucking legislator that did the investigation into Eric, Eric Greitens. They're the ones that pushed him out. They're the ones that published all these reports about him duct taping his hairdresser to a fucking treadmill naked and taking pictures of her. Are you listening what this motherfucker did? All I'm waiting for, because Trump's going to endorse him. You wait. Trump's going to endorse this motherfucker. Absolutely, the pussy-grabbing coward is going to endorse the duct tape bandit here. Eric Greitens. Of course he's going to. Jesus Christ, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Donald Trump's whatever she is, girlfriend, fiance, whatever they are, you know, they're probably going to try to get married so they don't have to testify against each other in court like Matt Gatz did his wife. The point is this. The point is this, is that even Kimberly Guilfoyle is backing Eric Greitens, some kind of campaign manager or some stupid shit. You know what I'm talking about. The best is yet to come, lady. The best is yet to come! That lady. She's somehow tied into Eric Greitens' campaign. So, you, of course, Trump is going to fucking back Eric Greitens. The duct tape bandit. The duct tape rapist. I don't know. We'll come up with some kind of fucking nickname for for Eric Greitens. Speaking of more Republican pieces of shit. um, 
Robin, I think you sent this. This is um, Newt Gingrich um, talking about um, <laughs> Kamala Harris. They they really they really love to 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 say racist shit about about powerful black women. They're absolutely fucking terrified, terrified that black women have power. Let's listen to this this wrinkly old Republican nutsack. as president. We got Kamala Harris, kind of a disaster unfolding every day, and not far behind them is uh, her own struggling cognitive mess that is Nancy Pelosi. So I don't really have a lot of confidence in the government right now, Mr. Speaker, but maybe I'm wrong. You help me out. Well, first of all, if you want a strong reason to pray for the health of the President of the United States, you are reminded again today that that reason is the vice president. You are such a piece of racist shit. I can't hardly hear this, but thanks, Robin, for sending it. Um, again, more Republican wrinkled old nut sacks. All right, let's go to the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends. We are 54 minutes into the first hour. We got a whole hour left, folks. That's right. Stay with me. We're going to watch a ton of clips here. We're going to watch a ton of clips on this uh, Supreme Court. I'm sure there's a ton of them posted by now that we will keep. We will keep watching. Uh, yeah, ProFence Supply. It, it, it was the, the audio was bad on the video. It was hard for I had it turned all the way up. It was the audio was really low. So we're, we're going to move on there. Um, we got a lot of people from Facebook here who are new today. I appreciate uh, uh, you guys showing up and uh, listening here. Every single day, we're gonna be we're gonna be streaming on the Midas Touch Facebook page, at noon Eastern, eleven Central, every single weekday, Monday through Friday. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now the Midas Touch Facebook page. Now you can go follow and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Just go to thetonymichaels.com or search the Tony Michaels Podcast when you go to YouTube, and you'll find us. Uh, make sure to give us a like. Over there when you go, you can find all the links, all the links on the socials, all the podcast links. If you want to listen to the podcast on all the the boycotted, even even the best boycotted uh, directory, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever directory you will, iHeartRadio. A lot of our listeners listen on Apple. But if you want to download, if you want to download the the podcast, just the audio, you can go do that on all your directories. Just go to thetonymichaels.com and you will find all the links there. And don't forget, if you're on YouTube, you can do a super chat now. Super sticker, super chat. Don't forget we have that option now in the YouTube chat. If you come over and and chat live in the tubes of you. In the tubes of you. Uh, Some other stuff that's going to come this week. Uh, We're going to, you guys know we have Rachel Bitkoffer the political strategist from Strike Bank. We have her on often to get her um, her voice on messaging. She went on Charlie Kirk's show and the other day, and there's a link out there, um, but she was wearing a, sh- a shirt, Fascism Sucks. A lot of people have been asking about the Fascism Sucks shirt. Just go to hats.thetonymichaels.com or go to thetonymichaels.com. Click on the merch store with the Fascism Sucks. Use the promo code podcast. And get 10% off the entire store, your entire order. So go check out, go check out 
the fascism sucks shirts over there on the merch store. Again, Rachel was wearing it. She was wearing that shirt during the debate with Charlie Kirk. I'm not kidding you. She's wearing the shirt. Fascism sucks when she was debating Charlie Kirk and she slam dunks him. And we're, we're going to put some clips out of that uh, this week. I think this week or next week, we're waiting on a few things to manifest there, but stick with us with the second hour. We're going to go to a short break. We will be right back with the second hour right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay right with us. We'll be right back. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reached D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims and Skull. Near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob, I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like. The red bag, not the lib-loving blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck, and no, it ain't no hickey, and I even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging with us on the break there. We are working our way into the second hour of the Tony Michaels podcast. Again, every single weekday, noon Eastern, 11 Central on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on the Midas Touch Facebook page. Because we're in association with Midas Touch. You guys probably follow the Mizellus Brothers. And the Midas Touch Media Network. With uh, Lee McGowan, the politics girl, Anthony Davis, the weekend show, and five minute news. Let's see, what else we got? We got the Kremlin file. We got zoomed in. Of course, you have the uh, the Midas Touch podcast with Brett, Jordy, and Ben. And then you have and then you have uh, the Legal AF. We've had Popak do some pop ins here. Of course, Jordy and, and Brett have been on the show. So has Ben. But Popak has done some uh, some pop ins. Uh, the Legal AF Wednesdays. Popak joins KFA. Hopefully, maybe we should have KFA on the podcast. What do you guys think? Should I uh, should I get KFA over here on the Tony Michaels podcast? I think so. Maybe we'll have her on. See if we can get her to say fuck them. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see if we could get her to say fuck them. Uh, but with, uh, on Wednesdays, and I uh, t- so tomorrow. Um, they'll drop Legal AF, uh, the the midweek episode, which is with Popak and KFA. And then on weekends, they have Legal AF on the weekends edition, which has been my zealous and, and Michael Popak over there. Uh, MJ says Lee, too. Are you saying, you, MJ, are you saying you want us to have Lee on the show? Because I, I, I would love to have Lee McGowan on the show. I, get, I, I, I know Lee would probably say fuck him for sure. Uh, Crystal says KFA is fabulous. <clears throat> so 
yeah, maybe maybe we'll have KFA and and Lee McGowan on the podcast coming up soon. Coming up soon this week, we have a great interview with uh, Bad Brad Berkwit. We just got done uh, putting it in the can, as it were. We recorded that interview. Uh, for all those new listeners out there, we do we do have uh, the uh, interviews. Uh, try to do one or two a week. Uh, last week was Anthony Scaramucci, the Mooch. You can go watch that uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, that interview, last week's episode, I believe it's 98 is the episode number with Anthony Scaramucci. But we've inter- interviewed Dakota Adams. We've interviewed Tasha Adams, which is Stuart Rhodes' estranged wife, and Dakota's Stuart Rhodes' estranged son. Um, we've had a lot of others on. We've had uh, John Walsh on, Missy Modell, um, a lot of guests that I'm not even remembering at this point. We've had the Mizellus brothers on, um, and uh, that that. That guy, Donish, he's been on. There's been a lot. We've had a lot on. So we'll continue with the guests every single week. Well, maybe we'll try to bring you more and more guests. We had Walter Masterson on, which was a great interview. Uh, Walter is hilarious, by the way. If you've seen any of his videos from... <laughs> uh, any of his videos from the Trump rallies. He's hilarious. Uh, some of his last uh, videos were from the Trump rally. Where they were, um, you know, they they were they were they were saying Putin is the good guy. Putin, yeah, of course Putin's the good guy. That's what Trump says. Trump says he's the good guy, so he must be the good guy. Uh, these people, when when what do you think their look on their faces is when they find find out they're the baddies? Huh? Oh, we're the baddies. Supreme Court is trending at number two still. Let's let's refresh here. See if it's. There, uh, it's knocking down the number three by uh, hashtag <laughs> money bag Mikey and hashtag Xbox signings two sweepstakes. Hmm, important shit in our country. Xbox Sonic and money bag Mikey. Yeah, important shit. Important shit. You know, not like the Supreme Court. That's not important. <laughs> Knock that down to number three, America. Why do you want the Supreme Court to be trending at number one? It ain't like the Supreme Court is important or nothing. It ain't like what the Republicans, the racist shit that Republicans say to Judge Brown Jackson is important, that we need to know what the racist shit they say is. Yeah, well, we'll do it here on the Tony Michaels podcast for sure. Number three, Supreme Court. Let's make this bigger so we can see this. What do let's see if that I know there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of clips here. Let's just go to some video here. Um here's a little clip of Lady G. It's from Recount. Molly has reposted. She says it's 2022, and Senator Lindsey Graham asked this question during a Senate Supreme Court hearing. This should be riveting. Let's listen. What faith are you, by the way? Senator, I am um, Protestant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Non-denominational. Okay. Could you fairly judge a Catholic? Senator, I have a record of I fairly answered yet, judging everyone. I believe you can. I'm just <laughs> asking this question because how important is your faith to you? Senator, personally... Um, my faith is very important. Um, but as you know, there's 
no religious test in the Constitution under under Article Six. <laughs> uh, uh, this 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 Judge Brown Jackson is after my heart. Isn't she after yours? Oh my God! He just totally takes Lindsey Graham's questions and slam dunks that motherfucker in the trash. Yeah, slam dunks it right in the fucking trash. What an idiot. Okay, let's see. Let's see if there's some more clips here. I want to see some clips of her dunking on some more Republican, uh, wrinkly old Republican nutsacks here. There's got to be some clips. Here we go. Amy's got one here. Let's see. What What is this? Um, oh, this is the opening statement from uh, Judge Jackson yesterday. We didn't play any of the opening statements. So maybe I'll, I'll play this opening statement here. Um, and then we've got, uh, she's got a thread here. Um, here's, um, some more clips. So we'll, we'll go down Amy's thread here. If you guys aren't following Amy, girls really rule. You probably need to, uh, very important, very important threads that she posts. Here is, here's, uh, judge Brown Jackson's opening part of her opening statements yesterday. Members of this committee. If I am confirmed, I commit to you that I will work productively to support and defend the Constitution and this grand experiment of American democracy that has endured over these past 246 years. I have been a judge for nearly a decade now, and I take that responsibility and my duty to be independent very seriously. I decide cases from a neutral posture. I evaluate the, the facts and I interpret and apply the law to the facts of the case before me without fear or favor, consistent with my judicial oath. I know that my role as a judge is a limited one, that the constitution empowers me only to decide cases and controversies that are properly presented. And I know that my judicial role is further constrained by careful adherence to precedent. Now in preparing for these hearings, you may have read some of my more than 570 written decisions, and you may have also noticed that my opinions tend to be on the long side. That is because I also believe in transparency, that people should know precisely what I think and the basis for my decision. And all of my professional experiences, including my work as a public defender and as a trial judge, have instilled in me the importance of having each litigant know that the judge in their case has heard them whether or not their arguments prevail in court. During this hearing, I hope that you will see how much I love our country and the Constitution and the rights that make us free. I stand on the shoulders of so many who have come before me, including Judge Constance Baker Motley, who was the first African-American woman to be appointed to the federal bench and with whom I share a birthday. And like Judge Motley, 
I have dedicated my career to ensuring that the words engraved on the front of the Supreme Court building, equal justice under law, are a reality and not just an ideal. Thank you for this historic chance to join the highest court, to work with brilliant colleagues, to inspire future generations, and to ensure liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Judge Jackson. Uh, so there you hear the some of the opening statements yesterday of Judge uh, Brown Jackson. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> As you watch her opening statements and you see as she uh, maneuvers her way through, uh, as I put it, these uh, Republican wrinkly ball sacks that are these GQP senators and their stupid fucking questions that they're going to have for her. Uh, as she as she maneuvers her way through these things, you're going to see something that um, is the stark difference between the parties because we get this fucking stupid shit all the time where people are like, oh, Republicans and Democrats, they're exact same. They're exactly the same. They have the exact same results. It's the exact same shit. You never get anything different from the Democrats than you get from the Republicans. They're all bought and paid for. Both sides this, both sides that. Bull fucking shit. There is no better example in the difference in the and and the pro democracy party, which there's only one pro democracy party right now in this country, that is the Democratic Party, and the fascist party, which is the GQP, then the nominees that have been nominated that have sat before the Senate Judiciary Committee Katanji Brown Jackson, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, all that fucking piece of shit, and Neil Gorsuch. Listen. Lindsey Graham continued to bitch and bitch and bitch and moan this morning about how Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, they didn't get a fair shot. They didn't get They were questioned about their faith and they were questioned about their past and blah, 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 fucking blah. That's because Brett Kavanaugh was accused of sexual assault, you dumb motherfucker. That's because Amy Coney Barrett uses her religion to hide her bigotry. It's her fucking excuse to be a goddamn bigot. And to try to take liberty away from Americans. I don't give a fuck if you want to know what Katanji Brown Jackson's religion is. She does not have a history of hiding her, her wanting to take away liberty from Americans behind a religion. She doesn't do that. She doesn't have sexual domestic or, or, or sexual assault allegations against her. She doesn't because she, she, she's never done that. If you're wondering, if you're trying to find a fucking difference when you have some fucking idiot in front of you trying to say that both parties are the same, here it is. Here it fucking is. The Republicans can do nothing but bitch about how bad their candidates are and how the Democrats had to run through the and scourge through the absolute garbage that these candidates, that the Supreme Court nominees were, that Trump fucking, that Trump nominated. And they could do nothing but bitch about those nominees and how bad they were in Judge Brown Jackson's hearings. Because they're, I mean, they're, they, they, they have a really rough time, a really rough time 
criticizing Judge Brown Jackson for anything. I mean, Josh Holly tried to, I, I don't know what he's trying to do, projection that of pedophilia or some shit. I don't know. I don't know why he's so fucking obsessed with porn and child porn in this case. But it's very obvious the difference between the parties when you see their nominees for the Supreme Court. Just just in the mere questions that you can ask these folks. Think about it. Think about it. There's not one motherfucker on this Senate Judiciary Committee that's going to ask Katanji Brown Jackson about an event where she sexually assaulted someone at a party when they were drunk. There's not a chance in the fucking world that we're going to watch Katanji Brown Jackson, Judge Brown Jackson, cry in her beer. We're not. We're not going to see one fucking moment where where a senator has to question this nominee about her hiding behind her religion to press her bigotry to take away liberty from other Americans. Not going to happen. They can't ask those questions. And the reason why is because there is a fucking difference. There's a fucking difference between pro-democracy people in this country and fucking fascists. There's a fucking difference. And there's also a difference in paid-for Supreme Court justices. Of course, they project that shit onto Contangi Brown-Jackson as well. Lindsey Graham tried that garbage yesterday, and it didn't stick very fucking well. The best argument that they have for 2022 is Hunter Biden's laptop, folks. That's the best hope they got. If they think they're going to make Judge Brown Jackson an issue in the midterms, let them. Fuck them. Bunch of morons. And again, if you come across some fucking idiot out there who says both parties are the same, here's your fucking example. Slam dunk those motherfuckers in the trash. Okay, here is um, uh, Amy says, watch this fantastic explanation by Judge Jackson of her process when undertaking a new case and how she... Endeavors to determine the statutory meaning of the law. Now, this is a little this is a little long, but again, I told you I wanted to leave enough time. Um, I think it's I think it's very fucking important for people to see how educated black women are in this country. That's they're 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 the most educated demographic in the entire fucking country. There's a reason for that. There's a goddamn reason why Judge Brown Jackson is is gonna beat out any fucking any fucking white dude for the Supreme Court justice seat. And there's going to be a, a whole line of black women that are going to beat out a bunch of fucking, even Democrats, even white liberal males, they're going to beat them out. The reason why is because black women, women, but black women, especially in this country, have to work 5,000 times harder to get where they're at. Which means they put all the work in, they put all the experience in. And it shows with Judge Brown Jackson. And it shows in this clip that we're going to show here. And I think it's important for the country to see and to hear why, why Joe Biden wanted a black woman on the Supreme Court. Not just maybe, I mean, the, the obvious reason is to make the Supreme Court look like the American public. Look like America. We want the Supreme Court. Don't you want the Supreme Court to look like America for fuck's sake? 
But the other reason why is because Katanji Brown Jackson is overly qualified. Overly qualified. If you take the last three fucking nominees and put them up against Katanji Brown Jackson, she's way overly qualified to be on this Supreme Court that we have bought and paid for right now. Way overqualified. And the reason why is because she's worked, she's had to work so goddamn hard. Because of who she is. You think Neil Gorsuch worked as hard as Katanji Brown Jackson? Do you think Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> oh, that's a funny fucking joke that Brett Kavanaugh worked half as hard as Judge Brown Jackson. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Again, my personal opinion is, and let's expand the Supreme Court. Let's put four more seats. And I'm not opposed to all four seats going to black women in this country. Maybe clean up the fucking mess that white men have made. Let's listen to the explanation of Judge Brown Jackson of her process when she undertakes a new case. Let's hear what she has to say. Judge Jackson, there are two issues that came up repeatedly yesterday from the other side of the aisle that I want to address at the outset. One of them was a question of judicial philosophy. No one questions either your academic law school credentials or your service as clerk and as federal judge. But time and again, you have been asked, what is your judicial philosophy? Does it fit into Scalia's originalism, Kavanaugh's textualism? Is it strict construction? Is it liberal? Is it conservative? Lo and behold, I've discovered the answer. It turns out that during the course of your time as a judge, you have actually had written opinions, 573 to be exact, I think. Maybe I'm off by one or two. And they more or less express your view of the law as the facts are presented to you in each one of those cases. And then some 12,000 pages from the Sentencing Commission, transcripts of deliberations on important issues. For most of us as elected senators, if people asked, what, what's your philosophy, we'd point to our voting record. You have a record when it comes to court decisions. And this committee, for the fourth time, is delving into everything that you've published as a judge and even before. So would you like to comment at the outset of those who are looking for a label, what your position is on judicial philosophy? Yes, thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. Over the course of my uh, almost decade on the bench, I have developed uh, a methodology that I use um, in order to ensure that I am ruling impartially and that I am adhering to the limits on my judicial authority. Uh, I am acutely aware that as a judge in our system, I have limited power, and um, I am trying in every case to stay in my lane. And so what I do um, is I essentially follow three steps. The first step is when I get a case, I ensure that I am proceeding from a position of neutrality. Um, this means that you know you, you, you get a case and it's about something and it's submitted by certain parties 
I am clearing my mind of any preconceived notions about how the case might come out, I'm setting aside any personal views. Uh, it's very important that judges rule without fear or favor. The second step is once I've um, cleared the decks, so to speak, in this way, um, I am able to receive all of the appropriate inputs for the case. Um, that is the party's arguments. They've written briefs. Um, sometimes we have a hearing. Sometimes we hear from other parties, amici in a case. And then there's the factual record. I am evaluating all of the facts from various perspectives. I think my experience, uh, all of the various experiences that I've had really helps me uh, at this stage to see the perspectives of all of the parties and to understand their arguments. And then the third step is the interpretation and application of the law to the facts in the case. And this is where I'm really observing the constraints on my judicial authority. Um, there are many constraints in uh, our system, importantly, because just, uh, judges have limited authority. And so I am, first of all, looking at my jurisdiction. Uh, threshold matter in every federal case is to make sure that you even have the power to hear the case. Um, in evaluating jurisdiction, you're looking at all sorts of things, the, the text of a, a jurisdictional provision, for example, precedent related to it. Um, if I can get to the merits of the case, if I have jurisdiction, then I am uh, observing the limits on my authority concerning the question. So if it is uh, a statute, for example, or a provision of the Constitution, I'm looking at the text. The adherence to text is a constraint on my authority. I'm trying to figure out what those words mean uh, as they were intended by the people who wrote them. So at this point, um, I'm looking at original uh, documents. I am focusing on the original public meaning because I'm constrained to interpret the text. Sometimes that's enough uh, to, to resolve the issue in terms of the merits. Judges also look at history and practice uh, at the time of the, the, the uh, document was created. If it's a statute, I'm looking at Congress's purposes because again, I am not importing my personal views or policy preferences. The entire exercise is about trying to understand what those who created this policy or this, this law intended. I'm also looking at precedent, which is a another constraint on judicial authority. Okay, I think I think we get the idea here. And the biggest difference between um, again, Judge Brown Jackson and the fucking Republican nominees. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Neil Gorsuch, and that fucking scumbag Brett Kavanaugh. I think I think we can see the difference. And I think it is a disservice to the country. To look at this example and say, because I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even Republicans are having to ask Katanji Brown Jackson about how does the process work when you're when you're making a decision as a judge. Like that's the questions they have to ask. They can't ask her, did you sexually assault this person in 1984 at a party because you were drunk? You were at a drunken frat party? 
No, they can't ask her that fucking question. They can't. They want to, but they can't. That's why Lindsey Graham brings it up. Because they want to be able to ask her that question. But God damn it. God damn it. You pick those Democrats and Joe Biden. Just pick two good nominees to be on our fucking Supreme Court. That we can't ask them questions about their personal character. Because their personal character shines through their experience. God damn it. They're pissed. They're fucking pissed that Judge Brown Jackson is a good, decent fucking human being. They're pissed. They're pissed off about it. God damn, why can't you just be the bastard that we nominate? We not nominate a bunch of son of a bitches to the Supreme Court. The Democrats get to drag them through the mud because their personal character is fucking garbage. They either hide behind, they hide their bigotry behind their fucking religion or they, they're fucking, they're sexual assaulters. Or they make really dumb fucking judicial decisions that seem archaic because they're a Constitution originalist. The Constitution is not a living document. We've seen that bullshit from that old wrinkly Republican nutsack, Chuck Grassley, yesterday. Reeling on and on and on about how the Constitution isn't a living document. Dumb motherfuckers. They want to live in the, in the late 18th century? That's what makes America great again? Is the late 18th century? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's not a living document. All you fucking Republicans do is bitch about the first two amendments. Amendments, changes to the Constitution, you dumb motherfuckers. And you don't even know what those two fucking amendments mean or say in the first place. And you, that's as far as you get with the amendments anyways. There's a lot more than just the two. But there's a stark difference here in just the fucking questions that can be asked. She's not responding. She's not responding to Dick Durbin's question. She's responding to Dick Durbin pointing out that Josh Hawley's a fucking idiot. That's all she's doing is saying, yeah, yeah, of course I had to fucking sentence these people. It was my job. And I have constraints when I'm a judge. The law constrains me from certain actions that I can or cannot take. It's 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 called equal justice under the law and yes is our justice system fucked up and broken in this country sure there's a lot of bad things about it a hor, hor- a, a ton of horrible things about our, our justice system in this country not just not just the federal justice system but state system county system city systems all steeped in systematic racism of course of course there is Democracy and justice isn't always perfect. It isn't, unfortunately. I mean, we could strive to try to make it better. And one of the reasons, one of the ways we do that is nominate, nominate a person who is fucking qualified to be a Supreme Court justice like Judge Brown Jackson. Or really, honestly, any of the, the, the list of, of, Dozens of black women that were on the the nomination uh, list that Joe Biden was considering. (laughs) And just tells you right there who's overly qualified to be Supreme Court justices. But that's a stark difference in this country between the two parties. And it ain't got nothing to do with Republican and Democrat 
at this point. It doesn't. It just has to do with, I don't know, decency. Decency. Donald Trump couldn't find three decent fucking nominees for the Supreme Court of the United States. Well, the reason why is because they were bought and paid for by the Federal Society. But that's a whole nother goddamn show. That's that's probably a four-hour show as opposed to a two-hour show. And we're 28, 29 minutes into the second hour. We do not have enough time for that shit. Let's go back to a clip here that Amy has. Um, when asked about court packing, Judge uh, Jackson uh, says she's, oh, she agrees with Justice Barrett. My North Star is the consideration of the proper role of a judge in our constitutional scheme. And in my view, judges should not speak to political issues. So she's not saying rather she would or she wouldn't. Uh, pack the courts. What she's saying here, and I'm, I'm sure we'll hear it in the clip here, is that that's not a judge's job. It is the legislator's job, which we have a legislator. They should pack. They should pack the court. They should pack the court right now, right fucking now. Let's do it. Fuck them. Another issue which has come up to my surprise, and I've spoken to my Republican colleagues about their fascination with it, is the notion of the composition of the Supreme Court which euphemistically is referred to as court packing. I have said on the floor, and I will repeat here, uh, there is exactly one living senator who has effectively changed the size of the Supreme Court. That was the Republican leader, Senator McConnell, who shrank the court to eight seats for nearly a year in 2016 when he blocked President Obama's nomination of Merrick Garland. Now, that question on court packing was posed to Amy Coney Barrett, justice in the court, when she appeared before this committee. She was asked about it. She said, and I quote, could not opine on it. And on many other policy issues, then Judge Barrett said repeatedly she could not share her views, stating, and I quote, I will not express a view on a matter of public policy, especially one that is politically controversial, because that is inconsistent with the judicial role. I do believe we should have rules and traditions and precedents, but we shouldn't have a separate set of rules for Republican nominees and Democratic nominees. So, Judge Jackson, if a senator were to ask you today about proposals about changing the current size of the Supreme Court, what would your response be? Senator, I agree with Justice Barrett in her um, her response to that question when she was asked before this committee. Again, my um, North Star is the consideration of the proper role of a judge in our constitutional scheme. And in my view, judges should not be speaking in to political issues um, and certainly not a nominee for uh, a, a position on the Supreme Court. So I agree with, with Justice well, she may agree with Justice Barrett, which I think is probably a good answer. You know, this is the answer that the Republicans are looking for. In other words, um, they can <laughs> Democrats can say, well, she gave the fucking same answer as your nominee, dummy, um, into the packing of the courts. So you accepted that answer. Why can't you accept this answer, Lindsey Graham? Oh, Amy Coney Barrett was treated so unfairly. She was asked questions that, that Justice Brown Jackson won't be asked. Here's the question. Here's the question, Lindsey. Mark it down. You little bitch, put it in your fucking notepad, Lady G. Uh, here's the thing, though. I'm not. I'm not a judge. 
I'm not up for nomination. I can make political statements. Pack those motherfuckers. Pack the court. You fucking ain't right. I, I'm all for changing how the court gets nominees. There's a lot of good ideas out there to make this less political. Because I think I think the less political we make this process for nominees of Supreme Court, we're going to get more people who are qualified to the level of Judge Brown Jackson here. That's what we're going to get. We're going to stop getting Amy Coney Barrett's and Brett Kavanaugh's to even be considered for the Supreme Court. I think the process should be that the President of the United States is the one who gets to pick the, the Chief Justice. We should do away with how the Chief Justice is done now. How it's done now is there's a Chief Justice seat. When when John Roberts leaves that Chief Justice seat, whoever is the President of the United States at that moment gets to pick the Chief Justice. I think the President of the United States should get to pick the Chief Justice while they're in their term of office. Sure, fine, why not? Fuck it, let them have it. But I think also we should have rotating, temporary Supreme Court justices that that come from the appellate court or from district courts. Kind of like uh, rookies. A rookie system, right? Get them used to making decisions. And we shouldn't have a certain number on the court that get to hear every fucking case either. We shouldn't. We should draw straws. That way there's none of this bullshit of this judge and this judge are going to make this decision on every single fucking case. We could pack the courts to 12, 15, 20 if we wanted to. Hell, we could have 30 justices on the Supreme Court in that case where they draw straws. The only straw that isn't drawn is the Chief Justice, and that's where the President gets his nomination. And the Senate gets to do their due diligence on making sure that person can be the Chief Justice. But the courts take their cues from the appellate courts. Those judges come up from the appellate courts and the district courts to help make decisions on the Supreme Court with the permanent justices. And those permanent justices are then appointed by the current members of the Supreme Court. And they can do their little fucking stupid little dance that they do here in the Judiciary Committee and the Senate. Where they fucking vet them and, and, you know, the Senate thinks they're fucking important. This is really stupid. It's really fucking stupid that the Senate thinks they're so fucking important. As if Katanji Brown Jackson is not going to be a Supreme Court justice. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Why do you think that Mitch McConnell blocked Merrick Garland for o- almost a year? Because he knew if he gave Merrick Garland any kind of lie today, he would be a Supreme Court justice. This is not complicated. It's all fucking, it's all smoke and mirrors. And, and, and because it's all smoke and mirrors, that's why the Republican Party picks fucking dipshits to be their nominees. Bigots, racist, sexual abusers, dumb fucks. Fascist. That's why they select these people to be the Supreme Court traitors. I mean, you know, Clarence Thomas's wife is a traitor. You know, but if you get, you know, if you if you eat dinner with a with a uh, if you're at a table with ten Nazis and you're eating dinner with ten Nazis and you're the eleventh person that, that you're a fucking Nazi. But that would provide us a way of getting away from the political court, which would give us a better court, a more progressive court. A more empathetic court. A court that actually believes that the American people think that the Constitution is a living document. That we should progress. We should get better. That's what that would deliver. Now that's just my fucking opinion. But the good part is I'm not up. I'm not up for I'm not up for no judge seat. Never will be. Never have been. 
Never could be. So I get to give my commentary. So pack that motherfucker. That's the way I see it. Okay, let's see. What's this? Oh, this is the... Um, uh, that's the response to Josh Holly. Uh, here is here is the Guantanamo Bay um, explanation. That's kind of a long clip. Oh, wait a second. Is this her going after Grassley? Let's do this one. Oh, baby. This is the one I want. We're 37 minutes into the second hour. Uh, um, Amy says, Grassley asked about cameras in the SCOTUS courtroom. Uh, Jackson says, I would want to discuss with other justices. Let's let's hear. <laughs> you see the difference in the questions? Like, Brett Kavanaugh has to be asked, were you at the party where she was sexually assaulted? Were you at that party, Brett? Uh-huh. I, I like beer, and I still drink beer, and I love beer. Ooh, I may have been drinking beer. Oh, I can't remember. In my calendar, it's marked because I mark everything. My calendar, I drink beer. Ooh, I'm Brett Kavanaugh. He really, he really did. Maybe Rittenhouse got his cue from um, from Brett Kavanaugh. I don't know. You know this fake ass crying shit. Um, but but listen to this riveting question. That uh, this wrinkly old Republican nutsack here asked Judge Brown Jackson this important riveting question. Let's hear. I favor allowing Supreme Court hearings to be televised. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's your view on this? How would you feel about cameras in the courtroom? Yeah. Uh, which um, about 40, 50 of, or 40 or 45 of our yeah. states allow? Well, Senator. I would want to mm-hmm. uh, discuss with the other yep. justices their views and, and understand all mm-hmm. of the various um, mm-hmm. potential issues related right. to cameras in the courtroom before I took a position on it. I think that's a fair answer at this point. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God Chuck Grassley is there in the Senate Judiciary Committee to ask that most important question of what Katanji Brown Jackson's opinion is about cameras in a courtroom. What the actual fuck? Again, anyone who is out there telling you that there's no difference in the party, this question is a prime fucking example. It's a prime example where you have to ask Amy Coney Barrett, are you hiding your bigotry behind your religion? Because it really seems like in your 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 decisions and your your public writings, you're hiding your bigotry and the and the way you want to take away liberty, especially from women, from you're hiding it behind your religion. And you have to ask Brett Kavanaugh, did you sexually assault this woman at this party in college? Like that's the questions you gotta ask them. The question that Chuck Grassley has to ask. <laughs> Judge Brown Jackson is, should there be cameras? <gasps> should there be cameras in the in the courtroom, Judge Brown Jackson? And she's like, you dumb mother... Is that really a question? I, I, I had notes. I had notes here that you were going to ask some stupid questions, but I did not have that as one of the notes. It's kind of... Isn't that kind of the feeling you got from her? It's like, are you fucking serious? This is a question? Rather there's cameras in the courtrooms? Oh, fuck. This is the difference in the parties, folks. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's Lindsey Graham. Oh, baby. We're getting to the Lindsey Graham part of the thread. They're 40, we're 41 minutes into the second hour here. 
Here's here's we're oh, the best part of the thread. The Lady G part of the thread. Are you guys ready? We're gonna we're gonna roast. We're gonna roast Lindsey Graham here. Let's do it. Thank you, uh, Judge. Yeah. And congratulations. I want to talk to you a little bit about family and faith because in your opening statement, the people who uh, introduced you to the committee, uh, there was very glowing praise of uh, you as a person, a good friend. Uh, you have a wonderful family. You should be proud, and your faith matters to you. <laughs> what faith are you, by the way? Senator, I am um, Protestant. Let's skip over. It's very important. Um, but as you know, we've already seen part of this. Clip. No religious test in the Constitution under under yep. Article Six, and there will be none with me. And <laughs> so, if there's none with you, Lindsay, why in the fuck are you bringing it up? Why are you bringing up a religious test? Look at his face here, <laughs> Lindsey Graham's little face here, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. If if religion isn't such a big deal, Lindsey, why in the fuck are you bringing it up in the first place? I bet, I bet he can't help but say why he thinks the religious test is so important for him to complain about. Um. It's very important to set aside one's personal views yeah. about things I, I, in the role of a judge. I couldn't agree with you more, and I believe you can. So uh, on a scale of one to I believe you can. Maybe you can't, but you should. You can. I mean, you know, it's kind of optional, right, with Lindsey Graham and these Republicans, these GQP fascists. Ten, how faithful would you say you are? What the fuck does that mean, by the way? On a scale 1 to 10, how faithful do you think you are? What the hell kind of shit is that? I'm an atheist, so does that make me a zero? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't I don't do, do people do, do people judge their own faith on a scale of 1 to 10? I've never been asked that in my entire fucking life. I, I know where he's going with this though. He's going with this to white people are tr- mistreated. You're, we're not going to mistreat you, Katanji Brown-Jackson, because you're a black woman, because we can't get away with that. Us, us white Republicans can't get away with being racist towards a black woman. They'll call us out on it. But but white people like Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, oh, they're attacked. They're attacked for their faith. That's what he's getting at here, but let's listen. It's a religion. You know, I go to church probably three times a year, so that speaks poorly of me. <laughs> or do, you, do you attend church regularly? Well, Senator, I am reluctant oh to talk God. about my faith in this way just because I want to be um, mindful of the need for the public <laughs> to uh, have confidence in my ability oh, to separate fuck. out my personal views. Well, how would you feel if a senator up here said, your faith, the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's of concern. How would- yeah, that, that, that senator was asking Amy Coney Barrett about her hiding her bigotry behind her fucking religion. Is what she, oh, well, the reason why I'm a bigot is because I'm a religious person. God says, the Bible says, that's why I'm a bigot. The reason why I hate women is because I'm religious. Get the fuck out of here with this shit, Lindsey Graham. Who gives a flying fuck how religious Judge 
Brown Jackson is. No one gives a fuck. The only reason why you give a fuck, whether she's religious or not, is so you can whine and complain about how white people get treated unfairly in the Senate Judiciary Committee when Democrats ask them about their bigotry that is hidden behind religious dogma. Fucking moron. What would you feel if somebody up here yeah. on our side... Mm -hmm. On so, our you know, side. You attend church too much for me, or your faith is a little bit different to me, and they would suggest that it would affect your decision. Would you find that offensive? Senator, I'm... I'm... I would if I were you. I found it offensive when they said it about Judge Barrett. Is he asking the questions and answering the questions for her? Did you notice that? You know, black women have to do this shit all the time. When they have a fucking white man, they ask him the fucking question, and then they answer their fucking question for them. Get the fuck out of it. Women deal with this in, in anyway, you know, but black women especially. What a fucking idiot. Ask her a question. She can't answer, so he answers it for her. The reason I ask these questions is I have no doubt that your faith is important to you, and I have zero doubt that you can adjudicate <sighs> people's cases fairly if they're an atheist. Then why the fuck are you asking? If you have no doubt in your mind if her religious affiliation is not going to get in the way of her making decisions, why in the fuck, why in the fuck are you asking? Oh, that's right, because you want to complain about how white people are treated. Let's listen. If I had any doubt, I would I, I would say so. Yeah. But the only reason I mention this, Judge, The only reason. You're reluctant to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Just imagine what would happen if people... On late night television called you an effing nut. What, what, you're a fucking nut. She's not a fucking nut. It's hard to call Judge Brown Jackson a fucking nut because she's not one. See, that's the other difference here is a Democratic president like Joe Biden or Barack Obama, for that matter, picks judges who aren't fucking nut jobs. They're not fucking nut jobs. <laughs> They're not religious fucking nut jobs, Lindsay. That's why the late night TV hosts don't call Judge Brown Jackson a religious nut job because she's not. She's not. Speaking in tongues because you practice the Catholic faith in a way they uh, couldn't relate to or found uncomfortable. So, Judge, you should be proud of your faith. I am convinced that whatever faith you have and how often... <laughs> Did you see... Watch, watch, watch when he says this. Watch when he says this. Watch your eyes. Watch your eyes. You're reluctant to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Watch your eyes here. Just imagine what would happen if people on late-night television called you an effing nut speaking in tongues because you practice the Catholic faith in a way they... Uh, Pay attention to your to eyes. ...found uncomfortable. So, Judge, you should be proud of your faith. I am convinced that whatever faith you have and how <laughs> she's like, God, oh, this fucking guy, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. Okay, here's here's part two of Lindsey Graham being a mess that Amy has. Um, maybe this is the uh, the part where he's uh, railing on. Uh, here, here's a couple parts. Let's let's listen uh, to this. We're 40, 48 minutes into the second hour. Let's listen to this. Lindsey Graham meltdown. So you wouldn't say that you're an activist judge? I would not say that. Okay. <clears throat> so we'll have a 20 minutes more later on, but here's what I would say. That every group that wants to pack the court, <laughs> that believes this court is a bunch of right-wing nuts that are going to destroy They are. They are, Lindsey. They're a bunch of right-wing nut jobs. 
They're a bunch of right-wing nutjobs. And your party, your fascist party, is responsible for making sure that the Federal Society places those right-wing nutjobs, those fascist fucks, on our court so that they can oppose their personal opinions on the rest of America and take away the liberties of Americans and people in America, whether they're citizens or not. That's, that's what you've done. That they're right-wing nut jobs on the court that are intentionally taking away liberties away from Americans. Destroy America. That consider the Constitution trash, all wanted you picked. And this is all I can say, is the fact that so many of these left-wing radical groups that would destroy the law as we know it declared war on Michelle Childs and supported you is problematic for me. So Lindsey Graham is upset that he didn't get his nominee, right? This is this is the case. So Lindsey Graham trashes Joe Biden, trashes Joe Biden, trashes Joe Biden. He sides with Jim Clyburn on the pick from North Carolina and he doesn't get his fucking way and he's pissed. Thank you. Thank you Senator Graham. Let me mention uh, a few points here. Uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn was a strong supporter of Michelle Childs, and now I believe he is publicly supporting your nomination. Oops. And Michelle Childs has been nominated by President Biden. Oh, uh, really? A circuit judge. Oh. Considered by this committee as quickly as possible. Oh, so she'll have her day in front of the committee where Lindsey Graham can ask Childs questions about being a federal judge. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I love how Jim Durbin here just stuffed Lindsey Graham in a locker. On the issue of Guantanamo, there are currently 39 Guantanamo detainees. Okay, let's go to one more clip. One more clip of um, of Lindsey. Um, this is where he throws a temper tantrum and he walks out of the room. I believe this is it here. He, he gets really pissed off and he walks out of the room. He's so pissed off. Let's watch this. Testing the Creating system has failed miserably and advocates to change this system like she was in, was was advocating would destroy our ability to protect this country. We're at war. We're not fighting a crime. This is not some passage of time event. As long as they're dangerous, I hope they all die in jail if they're going to go back and kill Americans. It won't bother me one bit if 39 of them die in prison. That's a better outcome than letting them go. And if it costs $500 million to keep them in jail, keep them in jail because they're going to go back to the fight. Look at the friggin' Afghan government. It's made up of former detainees at Gitmo. This whole thing by the left about this war ain't working. Let me also note that Larry Thompson, who served as Deputy Attorney General and President George W. <laughs> Dick Durbin doesn't miss a beat as Lindsey Graham gets all butthurt and 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 leaves the uh, the room there. Um, look, this is this is typical shit. Uh, yeah, I think I think Robin said it earlier here in the chat that this is all this is all shit just for fucking Fox News clips, right? This is thirty second Fox News clips that they want to create for Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson's show to make themselves feel fucking tough. That way they can get on fucking Fox News tonight and and Pied Piper to the fucking traitors out there in America. All the fucking Trump hunting, humping traitors out there in America. When he's talking about Gitmo detainees, I'm hoping that they die there. Well, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham... If America doesn't wake up and see its sense of humanity with those prisoners of war, as you call them, instead of criminals, if we don't wake up and and see our sense of humanity, they may die there, dummy. And by the way, by the way, the fucking detainees, again, 
The reason why some of the detainees are in the Afghan government have nothing to do with Joe Biden are the Democrats or Katanji Brown Jackson, you dumb motherfucker. The reason why, the reason why the one person, the one administration that's responsible for these former detainees at Gitmo to be in the Afghan government, to be officials in the current Afghan government, is the Trump administration who set out to make a deal with the Taliban so that they could take over Afghanistan when the exit happened. Which was the the fucking exit plan that Joe Biden executed for Trump after he lost in the Trump administration's the Trump administration's desire to be the ones who were called oh we're the ones who shut down the Afghan war it was us it was our plan that was the whole point in the first place is to get that plan done before Joe Biden was sworn in to lock that plan in place to make sure that the Taliban took over the Afghanistan country They thought that it would be a successful takeover. That's that's what they thought. That way, Donald Trump and his his fucking allies could take credit for the plan that they instituted for Afghanistan if it went well. If Joe Biden did what he was supposed to do and executed the plan well, which, for the circumstances, the Biden administration did. Under the circumstances that Trump and the Trump administration left him. But it was Trump's plan for these Gitmo detainees to take over Afghanistan, Lindsey Graham, you dumb motherfucker. And you complained all fucking year last year about the exit of Afghanistan and blamed it on Joe Biden. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. This is typical fucking Republican double talk where they're on two sides of the same fucking issue. And blaming blaming anything that has to do with the exit of Afghanistan or detainees at Gitmo on Katanji Brown-Jackson is really telling. It's really telling. It really is, Lindsay, Lady G. Uh, thank you, MJ, for the, for the super chat. <laughs> it's for the uh, Lady G's little tantrum. <laughs> We appreciate the Super Chat. Remember, you guys, if you're on YouTube, you can uh, buy Super Stickers. You can do Super Chat here on YouTube. We appreciate that. Uh, but Fancy says, nailed it. I think you're talking about the uh, the rant there on Afghanistan. The rant there on Afghanistan. We are 56 minutes into the second hour. I appreciate you guys joining us here today on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Again, every single weekday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, right here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on the Midas Touch Facebook page. So you can join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. So don't forget to like and subscribe at all those places. Now look at our new, this is our new like animation. Boom, thumbs up. Give us a like either on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, wherever you're at. I don't think you can actually do a thumbs up on Twitch, can you? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but we have listeners in all four places. I'm glad you guys join us in those four places on social media. Um, also, uh, don't don't forget that this week we're going to have an interview with Bad Brad Berkwit. Uh, we're going to talk about his his dad. There's a clip of his dad that is fucking fantastic. It's actually in the movie Milk. Uh, Bad Brad's dad 
uh, is in the movie Milk, if you remember the movie. So we're going to talk about that in the interview. It's a really good interview. And and Brad actually interviewed Gabe. You guys love Gabe, the executive producer and co-host here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. Follow Gabe. And I am Gabe Sanchez on all the social media. Also follow us at, at Tony Michaels Pod. And you can follow me at the Tony Michaels on all the social medias. But uh, Brad actually interviewed Gabe. That's over on YouTube as well. That's on Brad's uh, YouTube page. Um, he interviewed Gabe, uh, I think it was over the weekend, and he posted it over the weekend. There's a lot of stuff, even in the interview, that I didn't know about Gabe. So if you guys want to learn more about Gabe, uh, Brad does some great 360 interviews. We talk about that a little bit in, in the interview that we do with him uh, this week. So go check that out over on Brad's YouTube channel, the interview that he had with Gabe Sanchez, our executive producer and co-host here on the Tony Michaels podcast. And don't forget to join us for the rest of the week, every single day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Again, we're going to have the bonehead of the week poll. We're probably going to wait a little bit, though. Um, we used to do it like Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. We've been waiting a little later in the week now because... These boneheads just pop up. It's like whack-a-mole with these boneheads. Like, um, we'll put three boneheads on that are trending. Yeah, you know, Tuesday, a Wednesday afternoon on Twitter. By Thursday, fuck, we forgot why the hell they were trending as boneheads in the first place. I don't know if you guys have watched Bonehead, but every once in a while we're trying to figure out, like, live right there and there, like, why did we, why did we put this person on Bonehead? Why did they win? Why did they win Bonehead of the Week? What is going on here? So all the people over on Facebook, if you want to get your vote in on Bonehead of the Week, make sure to go to at Tony Michaels Pod on Twitter. That's where we post the Bonehead of the Week poll. That's where we post the poll for Bonehead of the Week. So you get to vote. Your voice is heard here. We're pro-democracy, right? We're pro-democracy. We're trying to practice how to vote. Here on the Tony Michaels broadcast. So we do that with the Bonehead of the Week poll every single week. Again, thank you for joining us here today. And if there's any new listeners out there, again, you can download the podcast on all the directories, even your favorite boycotted ones Spotify, Apple, Google. Just go to thetonymichaels.com. The link is in the bio. Or you can go to podcast.thetonymichaels.com. Or you can just search the Tony Michaels podcast on all your favorite directories. But again, go to thetonymichaels.com, follow us there, download all the podcasts there, go back and give us a five-star rating if you haven't already. If you're a new listener and you like the show and you want to continue to, to keep the show going, go give us a five-star rating over on your favorite directory as well. And again, tomorrow we will surf the treaty, treaty geez, trendy trends and tweety tweets. I guess it's been a long show, huh? Tomorrow we research noon Eastern, 11 Central. Join us tomorrow, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on the Mind is Dutch Facebook page. Until tomorrow at noon Eastern, surfs up, motherfuckers. Surfs the fuck up. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them.
Murphy's Mule Barn, head-ass speaking.